Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Good Monday morning. Still some fog out there, Keith. Still some fog out there. No, all right. It's all right. We almost had spring. Spring's almost here. It's a fake spring. Hey, look. Because it, it, it teased you the other day. It was like 50 degrees. It was like, hey. It's like, yeah. 50 degrees. Really? What'd you do yesterday, Zubin? Yesterday. Took a long run. It was raining, okay. though, a, quite a bit here. So it's a little ran dangerous. Ran a little Rocky Balboa run. Yeah. So like you're really it. getting into the New York spirit, huh? Yeah, it's one of those things where here, it, I hate to say it, but the energy of the city is so down, you don't have to worry about too much traffic. You don't have to worry about too many other people. Part of the energy in moving to New York is everything that all those people bring. But now you got the sidewalk to yourself. You walk into a restaurant, you got the whole restaurant to yourself. It's just an eerie eerie thing but in some ways it's actually turned out beneficial yeah i uh friday i had a little tom and jerry you know checked out tom and jerry that was it did very well so did it just come out or something because yeah. I, I, I thought you were joking around no, about no. the tom and jerry first feature oh, film man. i sat down and watched tom and jerry made about four mil friday night what man, tom and jerry was funny man see i grew up tom and jerry little yeah, kid, yeah, yeah. you know I actually really had mice running around, so I need to you know. really name them. Jerry. Yeah, really. Every now and then, Jerry come around. <laughs> What'd you say, Jerry Alan from Fax, the hood. Huh? Jerry from the hood. <laughs> but no, it was funny. It was and my kids. You know, they they enjoyed it. They enjoyed it. Check it out. All right. Yeah, Tommy, but because it was, it had a, some adult stuff in there as well. Yeah, it was funny though. Know? It was. I like it. I like it a lot. Now, here's something that isn't funny if you're Dak Prescott. This Uh is the playmaker, (laughs) Michael Irvin, legendary Dallas Cowboys wide receiver, essentially saying this one line. And by the way, if you're an NBA fan, hang tight. Knicks fan, Nets fan, we're going to talk hoops and the resurgent Knicks and what the Nets might do. What's their peak in eight minutes? Russell Wilson's peak, of course, to get back to another Super Bowl. Dax is to get to his first NFC championship game. The playmaker, quote, Russell Wilson wants Dax chair the interesting thing is jay thinks there's nothing wrong with that statement key thinks well i mean i just i don't know it, to me he's still under contract even though he doesn't have a contract because all they got Dak. Mm-hmm. all they got to do is franchise tagging so he's essentially there it's like somebody saying hey i really that work at espn and said hey you know quoted by one of these newspapers and saying that they want zubin's seat zubin's here He's in the chair. But your colleague at ESPN wants your seat. And he's talking about your job. That's the only thing that I'm like, you know what I'm saying, Jay? No, I, I hear what you're like, saying. Like, but... like, uh, who works for us in basketball? <laughs> Where are you about to go? I, didn't, uh, <laughs> I don't no, even want to give you. I'm trying to think of a name in basketball. Who said? A lot of people. I don't know. Somebody from I, college I mean... basketball is saying, yeah, I really want that seat that Jay's sitting in. On NBA countdown. But I, I recognize that, especially if I play for America's team. Like, I recognize other people are going to... I just don't want gonna... my team... I mean, I don't want my colleagues speaking up on my job. You hmm. got yours. See, it's, it's personal for you. Like, that's, that seems very personal for you. Yeah, I don't like that. Well, I, I would, rep- I, I would understand that. If somebody from another network said that, I don't care. You know, like... But, it, it like, if somebody from somewhere else said that, I wouldn't have a problem with it. But we in the NFL, we play the same position. There's only one quarterback. But see, there's I not. There's that. four receivers. Hey, I want to come and play with the Jets. Okay, well, come on. But can, you can know what this you. is. I mean, it's the same Russell Wilson that was sitting there at the Super Bowl with Roger Goodell, and you could tell the whole time he's watching the game, he's like, man, this dude Tom Brady. I could be Tom Brady. I can do that. Like, I mean, maybe I should make a move like that. Like, I, I think that exists in a lot of people. Now, I like the fact that Russell Wilson, in a way, has said it. 
If he doesn't well, feel... Well, he didn't say it. His agent said it for him, which means he said it. He said it. it. Exactly. All right. So my thing is, look, if you can't figure out the situation that's happening in Dallas, Jerry Jones, if you can't figure that out, what's up? I'm available. Hey, New Orleans, you can't figure it out? What's up? I'm available. Hey, Las Vegas Raiders, John Gruden, you can't figure that out? Is Derek Carr your guy? You're not sure he's your guy? You're not sure Marcus Mariota is your guy? I'm available. If I don't want to be here long term, I'm telling you where I do want to be. Regardless of however you feel, now if we have to battle and you don't like that, I understand that. We're going to battle anyway. I want to prove I'm better than you anyway, but I'm not worried about your feelings, Keith. I, I, look, I understand where you're coming from. I'm just saying for me, I just think it's shade from a guy that plays the same position. There's only one quarterback. There's three and four receivers. There's two backs. You know, it's one quarterback of a team. And even though Dak Prescott's is not technically under contract, but he is. Okay, they're not. He is under contract. To kind of put that out there, now you are giving the Dallas Cowboys an opportunity to maybe use that leverage, leverage in negotiations, even though it would take a haul for them to do it. One, they got a franchise tag, and then they got a trading. Mm. And to be able to do that, Seattle's got to be able to give up three ones to get in. I mean, Dallas has got to be able to give up three first-round picks to go get Russell Wilson. It just it becomes complicated. But you're now inserting yourself into my negotiations. I agree That's with you on that point. That's where I'm coming I, I, from. I, 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 if you're, if That's you're, all I'm saying. If you're Stay out of money, mine. I hear you. Stay I hear you out of mine. I never thought about it that way before. That, that's how you got, see? Yeah, no, that's I'm here to help you every now and then. Yeah. You're here to help me. Now, think about this. This is something we brought up yesterday, and obviously this is in the eye of the beholder. It all came to a crescendo in that big piece last week. What does that week. mean? It all came to a head. Yeah, okay. It all came to a head. remember, we got a few a people out there in the world that follow us that may not know what that means, so gotcha. keep it. It all came to a head. Yeah, you It go. all came to a there head when go. it was reported that Russell Wilson, before a Thursday night game against the Arizona Cardinals last year, wanted some more input on the offense. I'm sure you heard this last week. They didn't want to take his uh, um, advice into consideration. He stormed out of the room. But that was private. We didn't even know that. That happened in November. We didn't even know that till last week. So I broached yesterday with the fellas, and this is something that's interesting. Deshaun Watson was the first guy to go public with this. I'm unhappy. I don't want to be here. We need to get me out of here. I know you want to keep me. I don't want to stay. I'm firm. As Key would say, gravy boots dug in. There's nothing I can do. And then I simply asked, do you think Russell Wilson came out and suddenly got all brave and courageous and had more guts and gumption because somebody else did it first. I'm not saying he has every right to do it. I'm just saying if the roles were reversed, I just don't think Russell Wilson would be the trailblazer in this discussion of player empowerment. He has every right to take advantage of it. His skill set is there. I'm just not sure he would have been the leader here, and it's easy to follow Deshaun on this. Well, it's it's Aaron Rodgers. I asked Kimberly A. Martin, who was on with us not long ago, about that same thing that you just brought up. And I think, Jay, when you look at it, it's Aaron Rodgers. It's Tom Brady moving. Mm -hmm. It's Aaron Rodgers after they lost to Brady, kind of questioning future. his future. And then it's Deshaun Watson saying, hold on, I can't trust these people. So it's kind of a copycat situation. In fact, I want you to read that from Holiday for me, Zubin. Okay, so this is A. Holiday, one of our fellows on the Twitter line. Here we go. Once again, Jay, this is referencing a conversation we had earlier this morning, which I have a feeling the fellows will dispute. Quote, once again, Jay, you are all missing the boat. All Russell did was clap back because of the leaked report about Seattle fielding calls for him for two years now. Know what you're talking about. Very disappointing. 
I, I, I don't understand. What did I miss the boat on? Uh, he might he may be talking about me, and maybe he thought it was Jay. I didn't realize our voices sound the same, but I'll take this one for okay. you. Okay, yeah, because I'm confused by this I one. am not missing the point, and I do know what I'm talking about. Yes, teams acquired about Russell Wilson in the past. Yes, Seattle in 2018 looked at the Cleveland Browns' number one overall pick for Baker Mayfield at the time. Yes, that that is due diligence. That is what teams will do. However, I do not like the fact that Russell Wilson is naming teams that essentially have starting quarterbacks, big-time starting quarterbacks, already in place. As I said to you a minute ago, Jay and yeah. Zubin, you're messing with my money because you are now flirting with my owner, and my owner can now use that in negotiations against me as I try to get a long-term deal done. I don't like that if I'm Dak Prescott and his representatives. Not that it'll happen, but you never know what all of a sudden an owner starts to think. That's what I was talking about. I don't like the fact that he was talking about, or his representatives, this is Russell Wilson's representatives, were talking about Derek Carr's situation in Las Vegas. I don't like that. He could talk about Chicago, and to a degree, he could talk about New Orleans because they haven't figured out their quarterback let, situation. Let me you, Both of these other teams have figured out theirs. Why not Chicago, though? Because I understand those guys are comfortable in their skin. Dak is comfortable in his skin. You know, Drew Brees is comfortable So in take that, A. Holiday. But, but what about Mitchell Trubisky? I mean, the guy why? is teetering. He's a free agent. a question? Why the hell? He's trying to stay in the league. He's a, he's a, but he's a free agent. He can go to many different places. Okay. These other two guys, Carr is under contract and had a hell of a year. Hell of a year. And that Prescott essentially is under contract. All they got to do is go boom, and that's it. They just got to stamp in and say, your franchise will deal with you in the summer. That's it. The first time I saw this article when it came out by The Athletic, when I read the four options, I didn't think about Dallas. I didn't think about the Bears. I'm like, oh, Russell Wilson's not going to the Bears. It, I didn't think about the Raiders. He's going to the, if you want to go anywhere, you go to the Saints. You go to a team that is a piece away, if Drew Brees comes back or not, Jameis Winston not, I feel like he will be the perfect fit for the Saints. He's like the next iteration of Drew Brees moving forward. Well, they got three quarterbacks that are under contract in New Orleans, but it's still kind of cloudy because the decision hasn't been officially announced on Drew Brees, and Jameis Winston is a free agent. He's a free. He has not under contract. But... It, but Taysom Hill is. So it's kind of like, all right, I'll, I'll give him a pass on that one. But the other two teams, Oak, or Oakland, Las Vegas and Dallas, I'm not giving him a pass on that. Yeah, I'm just not doing it. I totally get what you're saying. But for Trubisky, to me, it's like the, the pushing off the cliff. I mean, the guy is so teetering. I understand it's just one of those things. That's the last guy that needs any more drama and stress right now as he tries to save his career. Speaking of quarterbacks, today on the ESPN Daily, quarterbacks around the NFL are on the move. Several more could follow. Our Bill Barnwell breaks down the chaotic offseason under center that's on the ESPN Daily podcast, and you can listen on your favorite podcast app. Get it wherever you get podcasts. Back to the association in a New York state of mind. When the team takes the court night in and night out, they are completely prepared for everything that the opponent's going to throw. For quickly, right wing for three. It is good. Quickly saving the day on that trip. Celebrate New York. You guys are actually right now currently constructed. Who would have thought the Knicks would maybe be in the playoffs? 
it's amazing to think it. As Shanae Gumbake said, we haven't actually seen the Knicks in the postseason since the 2012-2013 campaign, but here they are sitting top four in the East after a big win last night. Julius Randle breaking out in a huge way. Breakout started the season. Off today, they'll be in San Antonio tomorrow. And for more on the Knicks and the Nets, let's bring in Ryan Rucco. Of course, you hear him on ESPN talking women's college hoops, NBA, and play-by-play for the Nets on the Yes Network. We'll get to the Nets here in a second, but I want to nick, uh, mix, 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 mix the Knicks mix the Knicks into this discussion. I knew I shouldn't have gone for the alliteration. So, Ryan, you follow things as closely as anybody with those two tri-state teams. Bigger story, the Knicks being the fourth seed right now in the East, understanding it's just the All-Star break coming later this week, or the Nets out of the gate with new pieces all over the place being a title contender. Well, I think it, it depends who you ask. I think nationally, without a doubt, the bigger story is Brooklyn and this new big three and this new toy for all of us to watch when it comes to our, our, our daily watching the NBA. Uh, and they certainly have made serious tremors here in New York compared to what you know we are used to when it comes to the Nets. Uh, but if you're talking about you know just overall, the Knicks, when they're good, and Nets, the Nets know this as well, they're always going to have a larger share of the attention here in New York. And, you know, this is a fan base that has been starved for any sort of crumb of positivity. You know, this has been one of the worst franchises in sports for the last two decades. When you all of a sudden have this team anywhere near 500, this is a city that's just waiting to explode uh, with positivity and optimism. So we're seeing some of that now with what Tom Thibodeau, Leon Rose, Worldwide West have been able to do with this Knicks team. And, and I think, you know, rightfully so. They deserve to have um, a lot of optimism right now. And this fan base has been just eager to, to, to have something to feel proud about. Ryan, we saw that the other night when they the Knicks uh, were above 500. The fans were cheering on the street like they just won a world championship. It's crazy <laughs> times here. But I wanted to ask you, there was a great debate that was happening yesterday where uh, Brandon Tierney was talking about Julius Randle right now is playing the best basketball of his career, that him at his best is better than any season that Chris Bosh had uh, in his entire NBA career. Are you a believer of that? Are you against that? I'm not a believer of that. Um, I I think that people like to forget just how excellent Chris Bosh was uh, in Miami on both ends of the floor, right? I mean, Chris Bosh wasn't just you know, an outstanding offensive player and a reliable third weapon for those heat championship teams. He was also a linchpin of their defense and championship defenses. And Julius Randle has a long way to go in order to, you know, be in that place. Now, having said that, I love Julius Randle's game. And I think Tom Thibodeau has been the perfect coach for unlocking that. You know, I think Julius Randle had these flashes for years where you'd watch him and you'd say, well, why couldn't this guy be more dominant? Why can't he affect winning? And Tom Thibodeau has figured out a way to do that. And obviously the Knicks have been a very good defensive team this year with Julius Randle, a big part of that. But given the consistency we saw from Chris Bosh for a decade plus on both ends of the floor, I just don't think that's appropriate yet. Let's go across the East River to Brooklyn. Uh, Brooklyn Nets are at the top of the Eastern Conference, one of the top teams there. Kevin Durant has not played for a while. Do you have James Harden on your MVP voting list? And where would you have him if you do? I do. I do. I I have Harden right now in my top three. I think, you know, LeBron James, what he's done, obviously, even with the Lakers recent struggles and then Joel Embiid and what he's he's been for Philadelphia are right there with James. Dame Lillard is in that mix as well for me. 
But Harden, I think you have to put there just because, Jay, you know this better than anybody, watching Harden and the way he is making everyone around him better. I mean, James Harden gets guys paid. We know that. Even If you think back, and I know Eric Gordon is a very good player regardless of James Harden, but if you think back to when Gordon went to the Rockets, people were debating, oh, should they have gone for Courtney Lee instead? Well, James Harden made Eric Gordon look like the best version of himself, right? Eric Gordon ended up getting paid twice now in the first year of, I think, four years, $85 million after his years with Harden. We saw what happened with Clint Capella. I think we're about to see Bruce Brown get a $10 million a year contract thanks to James Harden. He makes everyone around him better. He's been a facilitator, a playmaker, completely unselfish, and he can still, of course, get his bucket whenever he wants. And more important than anything, guys, you know, this isn't a ridiculously deep team, obviously, after the Harden trade. So missing KD should dramatically affect winning. Instead, because of the way Harden's been playing, along with Kyrie, Joe Harris, other guys, but Harden at the head of the snake, this team's been winning. And against great teams, even without KD, it's pretty incredible. And definitely Harden deserves to be in the conversation. When you look at two teams, you look at the Lakers out west, you look at the Nets out here east, two big stars not in the lineup, AD in L.A. and KD here in Brooklyn. Can the Nets come out of the East without KD and win a world championship? And can the Lakers come out of the West without AD and win a world championship? I think no to, to both questions. I think no. You're going to need them, you know. And, and, I, and I think, you know, the good news for both teams, and I know AD's thing's been a little nagging and KD's hamstring's taking a little longer than expected, but neither of these are serious injuries. So I don't think you know, at least what you're dealing with right now is something that you're going to have to worry about in that regard, you know, down the road. Um, but I think, look, do they still have enough to be a team that can beat anybody on any given night? Yes. But I don't think either team, even with the Lakers reinforcements, is deep enough to beat the other, you know, top teams in their conference if they don't have, you know, their their other superstar. You know, for the Lakers and the Nets, we know when you build a superstar team, you know, you, you really are investing a lot in the top, right? You need those stars there. And, and you can lose a role player. You can replace a role player. You can augment and supplement as the season goes on, buyout market. But you can't really do anything if you lose one of those stars. And we even saw that, right, with LeBron James, eventually his Cavs team meeting its demise in the finals against the Warriors once he lost Kyrie and Kevin Love. When you're built on those stars, you need those stars healthy. And so I think both those teams will need healthy AD, healthy KD. Ryan, I, there was a comparison out there the other day where somebody compared Luka to Larry Bird. Why do we only compare white players to white players? Why, why, do we, why, do, why, why does basketball do this? I don't know. I, I, or, or you'll hear this, right, too, Jack? Sneaky athletic. Luka's sneaky athletic. Yeah, this is, these, these are the sort it's of like... Sports the, the, cliche. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the terminology that... That dips in. I don't know why we do that. I don't think it's. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's, um, it, it, it's necessary. But I will say this: I, I, when I did a game recently, a Mavs game recently with Hubie Brown, he brought up Larry Bird as a comp to Luca. So when Hubie speaks, I listen. <laughs> and I think there are things. I think there are things about the way Luca passes the ball, and even talking with Rick Carlisle, who obviously knows Larry Bird very well. Uh, I think there are things about the way he passes at his size that reminds people of Larry. But, you know, obviously the, the other comp would be magic, right? Be, at yeah. that size, being able to orchestrate the way Luca does. And, Jay, I don't know what you feel, but that's the one I more naturally go to. 
for who he reminds me of. And, and and look, he's got some he's got some other guys in there too. The way he scores, you know, it, it, it can remind you of a lot of other guys. But the first player I go to is Magic. Right. I've I've always been saying this. He's a he's a more skilled, less athletic version of LeBron James. Like that that's that's yeah. what he is to a degree. And the less athleticism isn't knocking him. He just doesn't have the superior athletic ability like LBJ. Yeah, like, right. Not that like turn the corner burst when you see him go down the lane. It's it's interesting though, isn't it, Jay? Because you know it, it, you watch him courtside and you call a game, which obviously we haven't gotten to do in a while thanks to the pandemic. But it, you're just like blown away with his size and strength. Like that's what's incredible about this dude is he has it on a string and he's six seven two fifty. He's just a he's I mean he's a beast and you don't necessarily completely realize that. I feel like until you either watch him a lot or you get up close and see him and you're like, Oh, Luke, Luke is huge. Like he, and in that regard, he does remind me of LeBron as well. He also, you know, just like LeBron, he has that sort of like, I'm going to take this team with me. You know, I, I'm going to do what I need to do for my, for my group tonight. And, and I don't fear anything. And I think that, you know, Luca to me is about as must watch TV as any athlete in sports right now. I'll tell you, it could be a good run here for Ryan. He does some work with the Nets, who have championship aspirations. He does some work with the Yankees, who have championship aspirations. And back to the cliches, there is no NBA play-by-play announcer like Ryan Russillo. Jim Rat, savvy, crafty, first one in, last one out. Love it, Ryan. Thank Ryan. you. Appreciate it. Ryan, he reminds me a lot of Larry Bird, just so you know. <laughs> See, you, there you go, Keyshawn. Hubie will appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you very much. That's Ryan Rucco, all over hoops at all levels for ESPN. I should have been like Ryan Reminds me a lot of Chick Hearns, you know. Just... <laughs> Tell you what, though, no, no, Hubie's still kicking it. Unbelievable. Oh, yeah. And you know, brilliant when he 80s, calls games, he's too, in by his the 80s way. 80s and still Sharp. traveling. And Sharp. Unbelievable. Tune in tonight for college basketball coverage, which Ryan also calls from time to time. Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. They played Saturday. Unreal game overtime. OSU won 94-90. Kate Cunningham had 40, including 10 in overtime. We'll see if the Sooners can get revenge. We'll see if Oklahoma State can even <laughs> make the tournament. That's a big story as we head to selection Sunday with their status up in the air with the NCAA. Coverage begins it's 8.30 March, Eastern. Baby. Yeah, baby. On ESPN Radio, ESPN app. Selection Sunday is March 14th. <laughs> On the way, selecting this thought, he is saying... Uh-oh. Not a lot of people are agreeing, but he's got some solid logic here. While the Texans might be running out of time, it's March 1 to trade Deshaun Watson. He'll tell you why after Jay has this from Indeed. Yes. As a business owner, time is your most valuable resource. That's why Indeed has instant match. Instant match. Post a sponsored job and Indeed instantly searches millions of resumes in their database to deliver candidates who best fit your job description. Want to go beyond the resume? Choose from over 135 skills tests to challenge applicants on hard skills like computer proficiency or soft skills like customer service. Indeed delivers four times more hires than other all than all other job sites combined, according to Talent Nest. Learn more at indeed.com slash credit. Luka Donish has the distinct advantage because he's been playing professional basketball since the age of 15. Luka Doncic from Ljubljana. Against the Dallas, the best thing you can have as a youngster is when the keys are handed to you. Because now your confidence is high. So if you got the moves, you got the skills, and you got that green light, you can't be stopped. Gorgeous move from Luka Doncic. What can he do? He's going to do things that you know will surprise you. 
because he does play under such control. Suddenly he'll do something that defeats the defense, and he does it consistently. I love the fact that he rebounds the ball. He's a good shooter, but you know, even if he's not making shots, he can make a difference in the game with his passing and his rebounding. That was make him a complete player. I would say with Luca, he's a hybrid of a hybrid of a hybrid. Point guard, shooting guard, body of a small forward. He's a one-on-one. Guys who are one-on-ones, they remind you of multiple people. I put him in the mold of a LeBron and Magic Johnson. The facilitator, scorer, playmaker for himself and others. He's a special player. Dodgers pulls up, three-pointer. What people don't realize is how strong he is. If you watch him play and you see the moves that he makes around the basket, sometimes they're slow moves, but they're really power moves. What a performance. That's legendary stuff right there. The reason that I personally like him is because he seems to make everybody around him better. The fact that he's not scared of contact, he knows he can play, he loves to play, he has a little swag, and the world is his. This kid gonna be around for a long time, and I don't see anybody stopping him. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Lakers have time. Here's James with four. LeBron with two, lets it fly, and hits at the buzzer. 73 first half points, a season high for the Lakers. And Dave Pash, that put him up 29 last night on ESPN, all over the Warriors, 117-91. I think the Lakers remember the last time they played the Dubs and they blew a 14-point fourth quarter lead. That wasn't going to be the case. As I mentioned, up 29 at the half, they are up 20 after one. This thing was over in a hurry. Lakers, a little day off, and then they got... Phoenix Suns. Yeah, we'll do them in, too. <laughs> Phoenix is playing a lot better, though, this year, as many expected. This was a great thing to see. Colin Morikawa, one of the best young golfers on the PGA Tour, won the Workday Championship WGC yesterday in Bradenton, Florida. But it was he, along with so many others, including Phil Mickelson on the Champions Tour, that donned Tiger Sunday red and black. The red shirt, the black pants. If you're watching on TV this morning, Tony Finau went full Tiger 2018 PGA Championship. When Tiger rolled out there with the sunglasses, the red shirt, black hat, backwards cap, 
I'm so silly. I almost said, hey, that guy looks like Tiger. <laughs> yes. Tony Finau does have the skin tone to actually try to pull that no, off. That, so that, was, that was Tiger, though, that was walking. <laughs> Correct. But Finau put it on. He looked exactly like him. There's video out there all over the place. Tiger did tweet and said he was really touched. Here's Tiger's quote. Uh, quote, it's hard to explain how touching today was when I turned on the TV and saw all the red shirts. To every golfer and every fan, you're truly helping me get through this tough time. That was an iconic key. This was the final round of the 2018 PGA when he strolled up onto the course and said, who wants a piece of me? Great stuff. The intimidation's still there. But a little soft side on the tweet. Black history always today. We honor former Pro Bowl defensive back and the CBS analyst Irv Cross, who died last night at 81 years old. It broke late last night. He, along with Brent Musburger, Phyllis George, Jimmy the Greek Snyder, on the iconic NFL today. He played at Idaho State. And by the way, here's a little fun fact for you. Mm -hmm. uh, Musburger and Irv Cross didn't just know each other on the CBS set. Believe it or not, they went to Northwestern together. Mm. How about that? So wow. Brent was a student, and uh, of course Irv was playing for the Purple, and then they got back together in an iconic television mold, and obviously as the first black man to have this sort of role open the door for a lot of other African Americans on television. I don't know if you were here several years ago uh, when they came into Bristol and the old gang from CBS, they did uh, like Sports Center. Mm -hmm. All those guys did a whole... It was pretty cool to see them. Mm. It's true. It's an iconic thing. I mean, this media is saturated now, but back then there weren't really a lot of places. So if you had one of those gigs, you were it. That's all I did, Jay. You was younger than me, obviously, but wake up, turn to CBS, and you get that pregame show right before a Cowboy game. Mm. It was always the Dallas Cowboys. You were looking live, right, Brent Musburger? You were looking live. Jay would appreciate sold this. Out Pontiac, Michigan, and the Silverdome. And mm. Brent said years later, part of the reason I said you were looking live and you would appreciate this is because he wanted betters to know. That indeed is what the field looks like right now. Wow. It wasn't raining 15 minutes ago or a half hour ago, so if you want to put a little action on this game, you were looking live at a soggy, snowy. So, mm -hmm. you know, just like in case okay. you All care right. about some things other than the final score number-wise. SportsCenter brought to you by Capital One with no fees or minimums on checking and savings accounts and an app that lets you bank anytime, anywhere. Choose Capital One. It's like the easiest decision in the history of decisions. That's banking reimagined. What's in your wallet? Terms? Apply. Capital One NA member FDIC. The Houston Texans are not trading Deshaun Watson. As long as Deshaun Watson keeps his heels planted firmly, he'll be fine. If you're going to trade him, do it right now. The belief in that building is they can fix this and this is going to happen and he's going to stay in Houston. Once you say to the Houston Texans, I'm not playing, he's got to stick to it. Can't threaten it and then yep. not do it. So who's right? Who's right? Diana Rossini said they're going to do everything in the world you can to salvage it. Or Key, who just said moments ago there, which you just heard, it's time to move on. We're presented by Progressive Insurance, all guests on the Goodyear hotline. It's March 1, so you would think there'd be plenty of time to move Deshaun Watson. The draft isn't until April 29th, still a couple of months away from that. But Key, you're saying it's time to move. Well, because you got to, look, man, you got to get rid of free agency first, right? And, and if you. That's about 16 days away. Yeah, so you're getting ready for free agency, and you're trying to sign guys. Not only are you trying to sign guys, the draft is right around the corner as well. I mean, yes, it's some time in between, but it's very short. It's not like two years away. It's right around the corner. If I'm a free agent, and you're trying to sign me, and I say, well, who's going to be the quarterback? And you tell me Deshaun, and then Deshaun's gone a month and a half later. Now what? Now you done lied to me. Now this is a, a, Now you become a repeat offender in an organization again. So there's all these pressure points along the way that they've got to address before they even hit free agency. I mean, they've got to think. Yes, Diana Rossini said they're going to do everything in their power 
to try and salvage the relationship, beg and plead, whatever, more money. We'll give you more money. Hell, you want us to hire everybody that's black? We'll do that too. Whatever the case may be, they're going to try and do it. But he did just meet with them on Friday, last Friday, and told them, nah, I'm good. I'm not playing for y'all. So now what? You're going to still try and convince him? His mind is made up. It's very clear that Jay, that Deshaun doesn't want to be there. And now you got everybody, just like I predicted, when I talked to Rick Smith, and as Rick Stutley said, they hadn't started that yet. He hadn't been hearing that yet. But I could forecast moving forward what was going to start happening, whether it was sports talk host, whether it was radio host, whether it was fans on social media. They're going to start to attack him and his character and who he is. And that ain't, that's only going to fuel him to not want to deal with you even further. Well, if they hold on to him, the scenario only gets worse for the Texans. Worse. It gets worse and worse and worse because it continues to expose their dysfunction. I think you will have more stories on Jack Easterby. I think there will be more stories on why J.J. Watt decided to leave. All these things will continue to fester. And then if you're a free agent, is this a place you want to come? And I I know that some players will not be able to turn down the money because sometimes money speaks volumes. But if you're a top player – if money's going to be the same across the board, why would I want to go to a Texans organization that didn't decide to move on from one of their premier athletes that told them he didn't want to be there, actually didn't return phone calls for two and a half months, and then had a conversation with the head coach who said, I'm happy for you. That's great that you're here. I still don't want to be here. It doesn't matter what you do, Kyle McNary. It doesn't matter if you come over to my house, you want to send me flowers. It doesn't matter. I'm, this is no longer the case. I am done. Yeah, it, it's, uh, it's unfortunate for Houston that they put themselves in this situation and they can't figure out how to get out of it. Um, the best thing to do while his value is skyrocketing. It's not – his value is high, and if his value diminishes, it's not because of his play. Of course. It's just yeah. that people realize, well, we don't have to give up mm-hmm. as much to get him because he is unhappy. Right. And whether we get him today or we get him 12 months from now, they're not going to hold on to him too long. Right. The extreme they, example is like a, a Cam Newton on the other side of it. Like, why would we trade with the Panthers if we know you're just going to cut him loose? If we know what the end result is going to be... Why would we even give you anything? Especially as that market dwindles. It becomes tighter and tighter yes. and tighter. Yes, free agency starts, quarterbacks start to move around. There's quarterback carousel, draft comes, people got to draft quarterbacks. They start to fill roster spots. Now, you think that you're going to strong arm me. It's just not going to work. And he's willing to eat <clears throat> whatever the financial uh, rewards would be for him this season. He's willing to eat that. And one instructive thing, Key, you said this morning, I think we need to go back to, and you guys could obviously talk about this, you know, playing in team sports, is the fact that it's it's the residual. It's not just Deshaun. This is seeping into the other 52 on the locker room, no matter how much money they're making. J.J. left. $17 million, as, as Bart Scott calls him. Captain America. <laughs> he got out of there. He, he left. J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt. Think about this. J.J. Watt. At that stage of his career. Left. Because he said, I don't want your money anymore. I want somebody else's money and another organization I could appreciate that could appreciate me and what I do. Mr. J.J. Watt left the organization. That's just one. And then you got players like DeAndre Hopkins continuing to needle them. Andre Johnson, who was an ambassador with the team, one of the best they ever had, has just... Who never says anything, Key. The the guy that I think didn't tweet for like two years. And and I'm sure there's more (laughs) to come over time. 
think about it. That uh, they just—I don't know, man. They—they they completely screwed this thing up. So why not move him? Just because one thing he's not going to do—he's not going to come in because if he comes in, guess what he's done? He's caved in. He's caved into them. And you think he wants to do that after putting himself out there? I doubt it. Now it's going to be interesting to see though. If you have options, how do they work collaboratively with him? Because he does have no trade clause, right? To yeah. determine which team is the best fit for him. So they're kind of in a conundrum right now. It's like, hey, this one team may offer us the most, but that may, may not be the team that Deshaun Watson actually wants to go to. So Deshaun has a ton of leverage in this whole scenario. Yeah, last thing I would say, it's not like it's the long, illustrious history of the Houston Texans. They won't even be 20 years old till next year. But think about it. In one offseason, they're probably going to lose their best defensive player ever and their best offensive player ever. I think about that wow. for a second. That's a terrible offseason for a franchise that has nothing but terrible things happen to them. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin coming to you live from above the Heineken River deck at Pier 17. On the way, they had just four wins last year, but they have maybe the brightest young quarterback, super, super young quarterback in all of football. So what's the best and worst-case scenario for this team? That's after Key has this from O'Reilly Auto Parts. Save big doing O'Reilly Auto Parts Power Torque Tools. DIY day sale with great deals on socket sets, power tools, and more. If you're do-it-yourselfer, you need the right tools, Jay, for the job to get done. This is the opportunity. Right now, get $10 off a 200-piece mechanics tool set plus double O-rewards o- 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 points. That means you'll get it next next reward even fast stop by o'reilly auto parts today or visit o'reillyauto.com have you ridden an electric e-bike yet you need to check out electric e-bikes today the number one selling e-bike in america two things stand out that bikers love about electric number one the majority of their models come pre-assembled so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them number two Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Every NFL fan base is faced with the same question every year. 
What is our best case scenario? My best case scenario is for the Jets to land Orlando Brown Jr. If you build it, they will come. And what is our worst case scenario? Jack Easterby continues to have all this power for whatever reason. Deshaun Watson obviously sitting out. Best worst case scenario for your favorite NFL team. It's time for best case worst case on Keyshawn J. Will and Zoo. And, well, if you're a Bengals fan, it's almost always been worst case, worst case. It's never really been best case, worst case. But things are trending in the right direction. This is a franchise that hasn't won a playoff game in 31 years. But they have the most important piece. What have we been talking about all morning long? Got to have the quarterback. The Bengals have it in Burrow. But the bottom line is, can he stay healthy? We are presented by Progressive Insurance, all of our guests on the Goodyear Hotline, including Mo Egger from ESPN 1530 in Cincinnati. We're running through every team in the NFL, if you're just joining us. And we're asking their best and worst case scenarios this offseason. So let's get into it with Mo that talks about the Bengals every day with his audience out there in Cincy. Uh, good morning, Mo. What is the best case scenario for Joe Burrow and the Bengals this offseason? I think the best case scenario for Joe Burrow is his rehab goes smoothly. He's on the field week one. There are no ill effects from the knee injury that he suffered last season. And they put him behind an offensive line this coming season that's better than the one he was behind last year. That means addressing it in free agency. You know, you're going to hear the name Joe Tooney a lot in the coming weeks, and I'm sure there's a lot of teams that would like to have him. Bengals fans are obviously hoping the fact that he's from Southwest Ohio perhaps leans him maybe a little bit more in their direction. But either way, they're going to have to go get established offensive linemen uh, to improve this unit, which has been, frankly, a team deficiency since 2016. If they're able to do that, I think then their needs in the draft sort of streamline towards finding somebody who can help them fix the deep ball. I would look for them to really be heavily interested in one of the two main wide receivers we're talking about in this draft, Devontae Smith. Jamar Chase obviously played with Joe Burrow at LSU. Um, and I think, you know, one of their big offseason tasks is going to have to be to, to sign at least one of their two big defensive free agents, either Carl Lawson, defensive lineman, or William Jackson, just to ensure that while they're not going to really overhaul that unit this offseason, that they don't have to plug newly opened holes. And they are coming off a 4-11-1 season. Last thing for you, worst-case scenario for the Bengals this offseason. Worst-case scenario is Joe Burrow hits a snag in his recovery and rehab. He's not able to go week one. They have to find somebody else to play. And then when he is ready, he's behind an offensive line that hasn't been upgraded. They whiff in free agency. Now, that probably creates a situation where the needs for the team outweigh the available picks in the draft. The offensive line still ends up being a mess. They don't fix the deep ball. And the pass rush, which was a deficiency last year on, on the defensive side of the ball, remains unaddressed. And they go into the season still looking up at least at, 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 at least two, if not all three teams in the AFC North. As has been the case for quite some time. Again, last playoff win, 1990. Mo, really appreciate your perspective this morning. Thank you. Thanks, Mo. Okay, Zubin, thanks. See you guys. Keyshawn Jabel Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance, making it easy to bundle your home and car insurance. Now, Key, yes. Joe Tooney, he mentioned there, maybe grabbing Joe Tooney. This is a guy not a lot of people probably don't know about, but he's been integral to the success of the New England Patriots for quite some time. And on the Patriots tip, I know you wanted to get into something here with New England. Well, we're going to get to New England later on. Okay. I, I think that <laughs> when we when we talk about what the Bengals need to do in, in terms of Joe Burrow getting him some help, but they need to shore up the offensive line. The offensive line... You know, that was one of the reasons that 
Burrow got, had to go underneath the mm-hmm. knife because he was being hit too many times, one too many, finally caught up to him. You think about the receiver position. Yeah, they drafted T. Higgins to go with Burrow out of Clemson last year, had a big year for a rookie. If there's a guy out there that they can get, I wouldn't necessarily go and draft him with the fifth pick in the draft, but if there's a guy in the second round because the receiving position is a little deep this year in terms of speed, guys, you certainly want to replace John Ross yeah. Jr., a guy that they I missed on in the first round. Didn't work at all. Like, didn't work. Another speed guy, top 10. Did not work. You're talking did about. not work at all that they want to add to that. And if they could sign some of the other guys back on the defensive side of the ball and not lose those guys, they certainly could be in the mix fighting to get better. Zach Taylor's just getting better every single year as a head coach. I'm not ready to say, get rid of him. Let's just continue this. It's Cincinnati, first of all. Yeah. It's not a whole lot of people lining up. That's so weird. It's 32 jobs. But it doesn't feel <laughs> like people are lining up to go take the Cincinnati job as a head coach. Even though there's been a small sample size, what do you think the ceiling is for Joe Burrow? I mean, I, I didn't love him coming out of LSU because I'd, I'd look at the type of players that he was surrounded with. I mean, think about it. He had players on both sides of the yeah. ball. I mean, and so, and he gave you one year with a super team. But then when he got to Cincinnati, he checked all the boxes. Mm -hmm. And he continued to show that he was the Heisman Trophy winner. Why? Why he was the number one overall pick. So you sat there and you went, the big key, as you know, with a guy that had a, a leg injury, Jay, mentally, where is he going to be when he's doing his recovery when he comes back? That's going to be a huge test. For him. I mean, they got guys on that side of the ball that are pretty good. They got Joe Mixon at the running back. They got some They pieces. got pieces, yeah. They just got to shore up the offensive line, find a deep threat, get one or two more playmakers on the defensive side of the ball, and hopefully Zach Taylor can certainly turn things around. I want to ask you about Zach Taylor. Now, Zach Taylor is a former quarterback in Nebraska, so it does help at your most important position. You actually have a head coach that played the position at a decently high level. But just the other side of this, and I understand you Triple have to Triple option, have, Zach Taylor. <laughs> that's true. When they were when they were there, right, that's, that's what they do there in, uh, in Lincoln. But the reality is he's 6'25 and 1 in two years. And I get it. It's the Bengals. Yeah. You said it. But, like, if I'm a Bengals fan, like, you're right. They had 14 dudes drafted in, in that Burrow drafted LSU. He's thrown to people. I get all Say that. Say that number again. 625 and 1. No, two and 14, four, guys, not, 14 guys drafted, though, too. I mean, that. But that's not really. 2 and 14. Is that really an. In, and 4, 11 and 1. Is that really an indictment on him? Right? I mean, he's only been there two years. Like, I understand. You fire a guy like Steve Wilkes, which was ridiculous in Arizona. Two wins. Two wins after one year. You didn't even let him. With Josh Rosen. Yeah, like, you didn't let it take shape. Are you ready to pull the plug after three years? You know, let's see what Joe Burrow is, and let's see where they're at. Now, look, this is a make-or-break year for him. If they show progress, then, yeah, maybe you roll it into year four. But if they come back at 4-11 and again with a healthy Joe Burrow and some draft picks, and they 4-11, bye-bye, see you later. Right. He doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. But if they get to seven, you know, you start to say, okay, things are going in the right direction. Plus, they're in a brutal division. I mean, yes, they're exactly. in a brutal division. But maybe they made the works, best. Huh? <laughs> he gets to be whatever the record is, but Steve Wilkes out, out after one. You're right. Wilkes is two and 14. He had a young quarterback gone, and this guy's 625 and one. And they've publicly been very supportive of Zach yeah, Taylor. Very supportive. So weird, man. I, the world we live in. 
If you're wondering, Mel Kuyper, latest mock draft available ESPN Plus right now. The Bengals are picking fifth overall. He has him doing exactly what he said, getting some protection yes. for Joe Burr with Penny Sewell, the offensive tackle, the mammoth tackle out of Oregon. On the way, Cam back in New England. He says it might almost be done. <laughs> 